Who's the guy? Okay, it's not John Cena, even though he kind of looks like John Cena to me. The he was in, I think, Magic Mike. He's the yeah, dude. Channing Tatum. That's Channing him. Tatum. That's the guy. Okay, when you said he does kind of have like roles. that that square, like your head just kind of just goes straight into your neck. Uh-huh. Kind of look. So like yeah. if you wanted to have someone play Captain America who looked like he did WWE, <laughs> exactly. That wasn't yeah. The Rock or John Cena <laughs> or like. The Captain America porn parody. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that'd be Channing Tatum. <laughs> the dude has a fantastic body. It is Pride Month. I'm just saying. <laughs> Didn't, uh, I mean, we're all a little gay for Kurt Russell, so it kind of works. I'm not. Not even a little bit? I'd much rather. Young Kurt Russell. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. I'd say like Channing Tatum Russell. than Kurt Russell. Nah. Kurt Russell or Young Kurt prime Russell. Kurt Russell. I feel like. I mean, even prime Kurt Russell. No, Channing Tatum. No, Channing Tatum looks like he'd be. See, he, he he looks like so much of an oaf that he wouldn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Kurt Russell seems like, like he's kind of like the he's almost like an awkward ladies man, you know. <laughs> Whereas like he would be a ladies man, except he's got too much respect for ladies. <laughs> I feel like Kurt Russell would just be more fun. I feel like he'd be he'd be fun to talk to and hang out with. After after you get done bottoming, you can go out and shoot some hoops with him. Right. Nah, definitely topping. Nope. Topping Kurt Russell? <laughs> and, really? And Channing Tatum. Really? <laughs> okay, Rick. Let's go with that one, bud. Sure. You keep telling yourself that. Oh, man. I tell you what, if you tried topping uh, Kurt Russell, you'd probably get into big trouble. Uh, in his little China? Ah, bad segue. Uh, We're watching Big Trouble in Little China. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville. <laughs> and I've got a horrible cold tonight. <laughs> I'm Rick. I'm Rick Fox. I am an author here in Nashville, and uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and uh, uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I drive a big truck. And, and we're opinionated. Jesus. Shut the hell up. Why are you wearing a mask? I don't want you cold. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's still COVID. It's the want only illness sick. that's stopped by masks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight we're watching Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> do you need me to do this? <laughs> no. Big Trouble in Little China came out in 1986. It currently has an eight or 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by John Carpenter and written by Gary Goldman. It stars Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, James Hong, Victor Wong, and many others. A rough and tumble trucker helps rescue his fiat. Yeah, a rough and tumble. Fuck. A rough and tumble trucker helps Rick, rescue Rick, his friend's fiance from a motherfucker <laughs> named Josh. A rough and tumble trucker helps rescue his friend's fiance from an ancient sorcerer in a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. We're starting off Kurt Russell month. Because screw it, why not? We I don't know. We were just talking about Kurt Russell, and we're like, let's let's have a month for it. It came up on Twitter because my friend Anna tweeted something about a movie, and then it somehow spun off into Kurt Russell. And yeah. someone was like, you should do a Kurt Russell month. And, so and we were now like, now we Fuck are because yeah. we feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen this. I've seen this movie, I think, with you for the first time. I think we had like a guy's night and we watched it. Not for I, the podcast. I'm thinking it was probably the time that we watched it at uh, Jane Ann's place underneath uh, in her in her basement. Like, Oh, that's when we were all getting hammered. Yeah. Okay. So that explains why I don't remember too much of this movie. <laughs> um, I remember it being like a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like not enjoying it as much as the people that had nostalgia for it. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. Because I think everybody else, that, that was my first time watching it and everyone else had seen it before. And for me, there are some movies where the special effects hold up or are even like they don't hold up in kind of a charming way. Sure. 
this movie was not that. Like these special effects do not hold up, and it's just like, wow, they just look bad. <laughs> yeah, some of them look pretty good. There were some sore thumbs in there, but oh, yeah. like, there's lightning in there that looks pretty good. There's I, there's I definitely guess. some good stuff in here mixed in with the bad, but this is the kind of movie you watch because it's a fun bad movie. Yeah, like like it's we we've talked about this before of like what kind of movie do you put on in the background of a party? And I mm-hmm. feel like this is because anytime you look at the screen, there's going to be something goofy and or entertaining happening on screen. There's a lot of movies that just when I was growing up, I just didn't watch a lot of TV and movies mm-hmm. uh, because and, your parents and, would, would attack you if you did. Right. Like they just uh, start biting you randomly. Yeah. It's something, I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, they just went rabid. No. Um, when, when I watched movies, it was typically like, oh, we watched the Disney movies that came out or like old classics that mm-hmm. I enjoyed, but right. that were more from like my parents' generation kind of thing. Um, this movie it, it kind of strikes me as like the classic adventure. Like when I think of the different, because action adventure get thrown together so often and there's action in this movie, but this, this, it's got the same kind of feel to me as like when I watched Goonies for the first time, mm-hmm. where it's just like, like the, in the Goonies, you don't really question that underground there's like this pirate ship that they just fought, right. right? And that's utterly ridiculous, but it's just part of the adventure and it's part of like the charm of it and it's fun yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. that a lot of action adventure, because it kind of just gets put together with like the backslash between them. Yeah. But yeah. this feels much more like an adventure movie than an action adventure, even though there's like kicking and punching and all that good stuff. I would, I would kind of agree with that. I think that there's enough martial arts in there to make it uh, action, but I think the emphasis is definitely on the adventure aspect. Like mm-hmm. it's here to be a series of silly, wacky events. And the fact that there's like the supernatural stuff, like in Little Chinatown, or like yeah, yeah. it's like I don't know, it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. Would you describe this as a, a movie that could be called family friendly if you have boys of diverse ages? I can't remember. Just I don't how remember because it's PG thirteen from the eighties. So I know that and, at least one guy's head was, explodes. And I was hammered the last time I watched this, so I don't know if the beholders like using his X ray vision to look at some eighties <laughs> titties or not. <laughs> there are some titties <laughs> through clothing, probably. But so I don't know. In my memory, I'd say, oh yeah, sure. But I feel like it also has a chance of being that movie that I'm like. Hey, I'm gonna put it on and watch it with my family, and then I get to that one scene, and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm watching it with my mom or whatever." Right? I mean, I think if I remember correctly, there's not a lot of sexuality. That said, I'm am pretty sure that at least one scene takes place in a whorehouse. So that is so. <laughs> yeah. Take that for what it's worth. But, Those but are my, it's both a, of my memories about it's it. It's a very family friendly whorehouse. I don't remember any action going down in the whorehouse. I remember there being like literal action the, going what on. What kind of action house. movie is that? This is an adventure movie, not an action. Movie. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not uh, a redux of Wicked City. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's go refresh our memories. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, we're going to be back in just a minute. Before we do, a couple quick plugs. Rick, uh, will your book help me breathe better? <laughs> it will. My book has been known to cure all illnesses, make you extra handsome, would you and... Say, would you say it's a breath of fresh air? It is absolutely oh, a breath but of fresh how air. How much action's in it? So much action, it'll put hair on your chest. If you want to read Rick's book, it's available on Amazon in paperback and e-reader forms, and it's called Fate's Pawn. Definitely go check that out. Additionally, if you want to help support us, maybe give us some money so I can go get medical treatment, <laughs> uh, our Patreon is live. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get early access to our episodes and access to all sorts of bonus episodes that we've just released there, including some 
listener requests, some first impressions, even some gaming episodes. So definitely go check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we're going to be back in just a minute after we finish watching Big Trouble in Little China. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. All right, we're back. I really enjoyed this movie. It's pretty good. Bigger than you remember it being. Yeah. The special (laughs) effects stuff. Some of it held up better than I thought. The lightning effects were pretty decent. Yeah. The beholder looks like. Shit. I don't know. That's the not even great. No, I didn't no. like the, the Wookie. The, the weird, like incest the pre- Wookie, the does Predator look Wookie, and and the Beholder also oh, looks like not? shit. Look the Beholder looks fantastic. He the Beholder look- looks like my left nugget after my vasectomy. Yeah. Oh, how is your <laughs> testicle? Did I ever fix? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, are there problem. eyes that are popping out of it? Yeah, hey, I do man. have questions. If that's what your nuts look like. No. Okay. Back to the topic of my nutsack, because um, <laughs> on a previous episode we discussed how it just swole up to the size of right. a racquetball. This and, is how we open the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, technically it was how we closed the podcast. For you guys to know, <laughs> I I went and saw the specialist about it. Um, I went the to, nut doctor. I did. I went to a urologist. Okay. And he, I explained what was going on. He had me pop out my twig and berries so we sure. could t- take a fondle, see what was going on. <laughs> Uh, wheel in the old wheelbarrow. Something for you guys to know. Apparently, it's just a thing that can happen when you're like about in your 30s. Oh. Your balls can just swell. <laughs> just okay. randomly. Just like, hey, guess what? No, I, I guess it's just, apparently it's like every now and then your your balls pull a thunder and just swell up. <laughs> the, the minor like impact. Steam coming out of the nostrils. <laughs> the, the minor impact that might happen to your to your genitals throughout the day. Just like, oh. I sat down on my chair funny or, or Josh, whatever. Yeah. You told us what you were doing beforehand. <laughs> Which would explain it. <laughs> what kind of minor impact? You know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> Major impact. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, bumps and bruises that normally wouldn't have done any damage. It's kind of like as a teenager, you can sleep on a couch. Right. And then once you reach 30, you're like, fuck, no, I can't sleep on a couch. <laughs> my back will hate me. Apparently, that happens to your nuts. Your nuts are just like... Yeah, we can take a bit of rough and tumble. And then as you, they get older, they're like, we need a minute to breathe that one off. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, he was like, there's nothing to worry about. It'll go down on its own. Just be a little gentler on the old hacky sack next time. He's up on choking the chicken for a couple Apparently. days. Apparently. He's to build up immunity. Speed bag. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, testicles are okay. But the beholder in this movie looks, looks great. Looks, no, he's looks fine. terrible. He looks so he's good. Fine. 
I mean, I think they made it intentionally ugly. Yeah, yeah, it's hideous, Like, but it's a beholder. It's not supposed to be a pretty thing. I like how it went from having the ugly-ass tongue tentacle, and previously it had lips and also had an eyeball in the yeah. middle where the mouth yeah. was ordinarily. I thought it was clever, although somewhere between disturbing and just plain it was gross. It was simultaneously gross and also too pretty. It was too pretty for a beholder. I like the weird incest Chewbacca thing better because it looked gross and nasty like a monster should. This thing had some DSLs that had big old luscious lips. And I'm like, what are you doing, beholder? Why you got big old lippies? It felt like what are you doing, to be like beholder? A, a lovable sidekick. It looked like it was. It looked like it was scampy. Like you, oh, what you doing there, you little scamp? Get out of here. Like when, when he gets I like shot, that though. When, when Kurt Russell shoots it. It's just like, oh, and you can like Runs you can off. imagine it being like doing the goofy like as it, yeah, as it runs away. Exactly. I mean it did not say monster to me at all. Hmm. When as ugly as it was, it should have it should have done some sort of like eye beam and I maybe I'm just too beholden nah. to D beholders. But at the same time, like it should have been something other than just like a spy. Like it, yeah. it, it was basically like a it's CR- a familiar. It's a CRTV camera that can just move <laughs> around a little bit. I I liked it because I think I liked it because it was not very exactly like the traditional beholder yeah. with like the giant fangs and all that, and like, like the eyes that are like on tentacle stalks. Yeah, well, as I mean, opposed ha- to this one, which is just like I mean, it looks it like it's got pimples, and all the pimples are eyes. It did and maybe a, a bit of, of mascara on. Like <laughs> yeah. It had like one or two stalks, like, and it had the tongue. The tongue thing was it had an eye on the end of it. Yeah. But like, I I like just this interpretation of it. It's a yeah. fun little cute thing. It ain't cute. Where it's everything not Chinese, else is, though, right? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know what the the origins of the beholder are from from D and D. That's literally the only place that I've ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. of that is this movie and D and D. So I, I have no idea. But for the time and for like the level of quality that the rest of the movie exhibits, I think the Beholder looks pretty damn it good. It feels like something you see in the Goonies. Yeah. Uh, with the world building that they do when they're creeping through the the sewer and they're describing how apparently an earthquake did some weird shit. Yeah. Right. And Release uh, the monsters. Yeah, the black blood of the earth and somehow these things are associated with that. The particular goons that they bring out are scratching my head a little bit. Like there's this weird shrimp thing that comes out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the dude. incestuous Chewbacca <laughs> yeah. and the Beholder. And that's about it. Am I forgetting I, okay, anything okay, else? Okay, hold on. Because I think I realized where I've seen the face before on that beholder. From the dinosaur show? No, 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 no. If you put a handle on the side of his head, that beholder is just pot of greed. (laughs) (laughs) I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. And also the the green, weird Goomba-looking thing from Ghostbusters. Look up the the dag from uh, dinosaurs. The dag. Yes, yeah, he does. It's because he's got the big old lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I Okay. M- going back to the actual story and characters of this movie, sure, aside sure. from the weird nugget monster, um, <laughs> I love how, like, Kurt Russell is so obviously, like, shown as the main character of the yeah. story. Right. As far as, like, screen time and, like, he gets the one-liners, even though they're mostly, like, really Terrible. Shitty, yeah. shitty one-liners. And the joke is that he's kind of, like, a doofus. Yeah. He, he's he's a doofus and he's bad at being the hero. Yes. <laughs> We're in the story. Uh-huh. The hero is It's Wang. It's Wang. Wang. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what this being my second time watching it, it was because it starts with him doing his little like he he's on his CB radio in his yeah. truck as he's going and he's like, "Have you right, paid boys. your dues? Like, yeah. The and check then, is in the mail." And then as he ends, he's doing it again. 
the, watching it this time, it had a, the feel of this is just like a story he's telling over his CB. Right yeah. Yeah, 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 where yeah. he's like inserting himself into this story as like. The hero, right? Even right. though he's kind of he doesn't around, he doesn't right? tell the goofball parts of himself. He, <laughs> right, that's right, the right. real story. But but it it very much has that like almost it's got like a folklore esque oh yeah kind of sure. tale mm-hmm. to it yeah and the fact that it starts and ends with him doing like a storytelling right right bit I don't know I, I really enjoyed it I like how bad he is at being a hero that's, yeah. it's one of the best things about the movie like there's a lot to enjoy in this movie but. I think Kurt Russell really kills it in this, like, he is just a bumbling oaf that occasionally happens to do something right, but most of the time he is just running around saying things that he thinks sound cool and just stumbling headfirst into danger. It seems really self-aware of how schlocky it is. Exactly. And it takes advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's fun, but I think it, it's fun because he's there being so goofy yeah. in the main character role because that's not usual. That's just so unusual, you know? Yeah. Everything else, like all the Chinese lore and all of that, it all sounds like it is taking itself very seriously and then you just have the camera centered on this bumbling oaf wandering around. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't know what's going on. He is just trying to bluff his way badly through every scene that he's in that he knows what's going yeah. on. I want my truck and I want my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can, I can imagine this character, Jack Burton, having another adventure yeah, it has nothing to do with Chinatown. Sure. None of the other characters are recurring. It, that's yeah, hundred yeah. percent what it seemed like they were setting this up for because they didn't want him to get tied down by one specific damsel. Yeah, <laughs> he still like got his usual gig going with the truck. He's and the wanderer. Yeah, right. right. The the thing that comes back in the next movie is it's that, not, is it's that he doesn't even have monster. a job. Yeah, like yeah. like yes, he's a trucker, but. He owns his own rig. He's the Pork Chop Express. Uh-huh. And it's not like he's beholden to like, oh, I got to do this route or anything. Like, we never see him do his job other than he like shows Just up. drives around, yeah. 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 Well, he comes into San Francisco with an actual trailer behind his vehicle. Okay. We never see anything that's inside of it. We don't see him it. drop it, it off. It just disappears. Yeah. It right. just, he's in San Francisco now and he's meeting up with his buddies for some drinking and some gambling. Apparently. Which, how does this guy know these like Chinese gamblers and They're their game? from their last adventure. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> right, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what else? This being a movie set in Chinatown from the 80s, I expected there to be a lot more things that like didn't age well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Uh, like insensitive jokes or just like off-color comments, stuff like right, that. Right. But there really weren't any no. of those either. Not yeah, particularly, It's no. aged particularly well. Yeah, I would agree. We've seen I- a couple of different things that have left me cringing at one time or another. And, you know, the practical effects and the special effects mm-hmm. definitely appear dated, but I can forgive that relatively yeah. easily. Yeah, especially with the character of Egg. Yeah. Uh, what's his full name? It's like Egg Shin. Egg Shin. Yeah. Yeah. His character is one where I feel like in in a different movie, in a Michael Bay version of this movie, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jack that Burton, would be dated real yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Burton would be making all sorts of comments about you know his magic and all this and that. Right. Right. But even the stuff that he doesn't understand, he's just like. Well, what's what's this magic drink doing? What it's gonna do? What now? He's <laughs> exactly. Like, It'll make you feel good. He's like. What the hell? All right. <laughs> right. Down the hatch, I guess, to America. <laughs> Egg is is so fun because he is constantly just going off on some crazy sounding bullshit lore, like just spouting the most ridiculous terms out there, like black blood of the earth or yeah. what has gone away will never come again. What will never come again? Right. Just constantly throwing these like crazy lore that it sounds like he knows. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like this little hedge wizard, but he's Chinese, so it's all this unfamiliar 
familiar stuff, so yeah. it's crazy sounding. <laughs> because it love- works, you have to believe that he knows what he's talking about. And, and he, he talks about stuff the same way everyone does in this movie. Because, like, we meet who's going to be the romantic lead in this movie. Right. Um, Gracie Law. Yeah. Uh, and everybody introduce, introduces themselves or talks about the ancient lore in uh-huh. the exact same way. Because, like, Gracie Law comes in and she's like... Hi, I'm Gracie Law. I'm attorney here. I'm, I help the, the downtrodden and I like... I stick my people. nose where it doesn't belong. Huh? Yeah. You know, I stick my nose where it doesn't belong. Damn it, I'm a maverick. I don't play by the rules. <laughs> <It's right. laughs> and my friend's a reporter. Exactly. And they're all just doing the introductions like that. But... We we would give other movies so much shit for this uh-huh. level of exposition, yeah. but it's done so schlocky and just like tongue in cheek, but also just like brazenly, like you know what exactly was happening. Exactly. And somehow they've like mixed the recipe just right to where it works. <laughs> yeah. So that when Egg Shen is like talking to his buddy over coffee, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh man, pff, that low pan, he sure is a dick, isn't he?" <laughs> and the, and Egg Shen's like, "Yeah, pff, you remember when back in." 400 BC and he was pissing off all the emperors and they cursed him and so the only way he's going to be free from his curse is if he marries a green eyed woman and then kills her and then his friend <laughs> sips his coffee and is like yup sure do it's like that, everyone knows that 80 miles per hour because the way you just said it is like a very conversational back and forth oh we're, we're just having this no yeah. everything in this movie is talking at this speed everyone gets to just tell you every single thing about them as quickly as possible there's no time there's no fucking time oh my and that gosh. conversation made me wonder like why exactly are you two having this conversation you both know exactly what you're talking about yes. and so it's just like for the convenience of the camera and I guess mm-hmm. uh, it Law. yeah it is, but somehow it works. Like and it has no. Ex- like, would you describe this movie as campy? Oh yes, yeah, campy. Like this is one of the like a definitionally this is a campy, fantastic movie. campy movie. Yeah, I don't even know how to define camp as far as movies. Yeah, but, but you know I, it when you see. it. Yeah, you know it when you see it. And it's this, it's this, this has that feel. To me, it's just over the top and proud of it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not apologetic. It's just we're gonna be silly. You're gonna accept it. It's gonna be fun. Let's go. Right. So whatever the the mixture of ingredients here is just downright magical because I always hear about campy as being something that's kind of cringeworthy. Yeah. But this is just endless entertainment. Yeah. I, I, I saw something once that likened campiness in movies to like the WWE. Yeah. Where it's like so exaggerated and over the top while also taking <laughs> itself seriously, but not too seriously mm-hmm. that you're like, you know, it's all bullshit. And at the same time, like, if you're if you're if you're down with it, you're just like you know what I know it's all bullshit, but I'm gonna get emotionally invested. Go yeah. Undertaker, that's right. right. Like, yeah. I'm in it. I'm pretty sure that the dialogue in WWE is better than this movie. <laughs> it probably is. They've had a lot more time to work out their character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also love that. So, so Jack Burton has mm. met up with his friend Wang yeah. and they you know they're they're doing their good old oh Jack's back in town let's do some drinking let's do some gambling etc and Wang is like all right you know through a mixture of gambling and all this and that they end up at the airport together to go pick up Wang's sweetie who's coming over from China right they're yeah, gonna get yeah. married yeah and then uh oh she gets kidnapped by an evil gang and so does immediately yeah, yeah. right not a word out of her mouth mm mm-hmm. mhm for most of the movie. Well, because the evil gang shows up at the airport every now and then just to see if there's a green-eyed Chinese girl. <laughs> right. And they just right. yoink promises. her. Which is hilarious to me because apparently just any green-eyed girl will do. Oh, yeah. And Lil Pan just, I guess, Lil didn't Pan's realize that. I, yeah. I think he just... Assumed. Well, he wanted to date 
a, someone who is also Chinese, but he's fine with sacrificing a green eye girl. It's been 2,000 years one. and the thought never crossed his mind. Well, yeah, Maybe I could try a Caucasian. I like <laughs> that better. Like, that's funnier when, to me. Because when Gracie Law, when when he's like, oh, I'll marry both of them, he's he's immediately like, and I'll kill the white woman so I yeah. can marry the Chinese girl. Yeah. And live out my the pleasantries of, with her. He has a type. <laughs> I love that when, like, okay, so Miao Ying has been, has been kidnapped and they've got, you know, they've got to go save her. Mm-hmm. I love that Kurt Russell's motivation for this is is not to do, like, the heroic thing. He's got to save the girl because, man, kidnapping sure is awful. Like, human trafficking is the worst. He's like, mm-hmm. damn it, they got my truck and <laughs> yeah. it has my money in it. And, like, yeah, Wang, you're my buddy. Of course I'll help you. But, damn it, they got my truck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that is one of the, the best things about this movie is just the continuing thread of, but they have my truck. Mm-hmm. It's that <sighs> and and... I love the way people die in this movie, too. Everything about it is just... So over the top and yeah. silly. You'd have to... It's the kind of thing where... <laughs> I mean, let's talk about so... the weird-ass street fights that erupt out of Right, nowhere. right. Mm-hmm. So, like, Wang... We're is... having a funeral all of a sudden. Right, yeah. And Wang and, and, uh, and Jack have, like, just stumbled into this. Even though they were looking for this gang, for some reason they were like, oh, okay, let's go kidnap this girl, but on the way back, we gotta hit up this, this funeral so right. we can shoot these we're guys. We're running from the gangsters. Suddenly there is a street fight with people in martial arts gear, the gi, the weird swords and mm-hmm. hatchets. And, and then it, you it, think just, it circles back around to like, and we're back at the gangsters again, and we're going. And you yeah. think that's like the end of the escalation because you're a fool and you've not seen this movie before. And all but of a sudden, then, wizards. Yeah, that's right. These like martial arts wizards Does raiding so their well? way down from the sky <laughs> and start throwing lightning and, and pull out these goofy ass weapons. Like they, the first they, guy's got a decent set. Like he's, he's got, got he's, like he's, he's got weird like <laughs> knives with like curved crescent like guards on yeah, them. Yeah, you know, that guards. kind of things. The second guy. Has back scratchers. <laughs> straight up their back scratchers. Little the forks come guy, out of the end. Yeah. They're retractable. The third guy, he just puts up his hands, and there are these little needles that are like <laughs> attached to the palms, and they just start spinning at 100 like miles fans. an hour, like fans. Yeah. And you think, oh, he's going to run up and like stab some guy. No, none of these guys ever actually use these <laughs> yeah. weapons. They just have them, and then they just start beating the shit out of guys. <laughs> oh, And then, you know, you run over a ghost like you do, because... That's the, the thing of, that happens. The ghost of Lopan. <laughs> right. Which Wang explains like it's something that Jack Burton should know about. Like, duh, Jack. Come on. Everyone knows you about can, Lopan. Look out, that's right. Lopan. Well, he was keeping the fact that he was a ghost pretty secret. Oh. <laughs> that's something that eluded me the first time I watched it was that, like, obviously I knew that Lopan and like old, old decrepit Lopan in the wheelchair same dude, right? Yeah. I, I do, real quick, I do need to point out. You guys know what his first name is, right? Like his not, full name is not Lopan. Josh, can you see it there on the on the cast list? Is uh, it Dick Lopan? Nope. Cock Lopan. Wang? David Lopan. Oh yeah, you just call him Dave. <laughs> uh-huh. David Lopan. <laughs> this this fourth century ghost who's been cursed with no flesh for two thousand years. Yeah, first name David. He took out on a new name. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
David. That's Lynch. his American name. It's, I mean, that's probably the actual answer. Oh, yeah. But I prefer to think that this ancient no, Chinese wizard. No, four, 400 just, BC, there was a, a huge beef before between the two wizards, David and Egg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to think that like that Egg is just like the guy that's hanging out in Chinatown. Like he's just a pretty normal average wizard mm-hmm. like you do. He's not like got this ancient rival where he's just like, oh, there's there's some shit going in my town with this no, guy. They, I got to have this thing. They're ancient rivals. They're from yeah, the... They spoke of it. Yeah, Did, they're from the same I, time I, period. The, the way that he spoke about it, I always got the implication that these were just legends that he knew and took to be true because he's a wizard and he knows that shit's real. No, because Lopan talked about him as though he knew him and they had right. running ins before. I feel like they've so, had okay, run-ins so, in their time like since he's been alive in Chinatown. Okay, like, like that's it's their, not their like thing. he's yeah, thousands of years It's old. like if Harry Dresden was just running up against an ancient like wizard dragon or something yeah. from 2,000 years ago. I could see it. Yeah, something like that. And I like to think of the egg as, as the Harry Dresden of this universe because they're, makes me they're old enemies. It does not say how old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the fact that he's been there long enough to build... like Because because they even say like egg has built up considerable wealth. A right. restaurant empire. <laughs> Somehow, as a tour bus driver... <laughs> I mean, That's what I'm saying. He's like, really, he's been around for years enough to accumulate all this. Right, right. So now he just does tour de bus driving. Is like, yeah, you know, he's got to do something to get himself out of the house. <laughs> Which we do see him doing, and he's not doing a terrible job of it. Oh, like he he's, is. He he's is. not. He's he not is. like pointing out like areas of of Chinatown that he's like, ah, and this is where this thing happened 20 years ago, and this is where this other thing happened. No, he's just like, you know, 2,000 years ago in China, these these ancient events happened. But also, Chinese people came over here to work the Transcontinental Railroad. As he's booking it through the Los Angeles <laughs> like streets. I mean, 90 miles he's an gotta, hour. He's got to fill up a full hour or so of that. It can't all just be about, here's this fish market. So drive slow. This fish he's going at like 80. This is New there's York. There's a log of Chinatown. <laughs> he's not going 80. He's going, he's going to speed limit. But at the same time, he's not going like tour bus speed <laughs> yeah. limits, right. right? Tour buses are supposed to go slow so that... As you're driving behind them, you honk and yell and cuss and and say, <laughs> you're only barely better than the devil patterns, damn it. <laughs> right? Like, they're supposed to go slow so they can be like, and this is the the first honky-tonk in Nashville. This it's- is established and. 1792 and et cetera, <laughs> the, et cetera, whatever. That's right? the thing. Eggshin doesn't even actually know what a tour bus does. He just heard of it and started doing it one day. And all he uses it for is like, he uses right. it the exact way Jack Burton does, where he just gets on the bus and rambles for an hour and a oh, half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had the CB radio. We was just talking the same <laughs> yes. way Jack was. That should be the connection between them. That should be what draws him in. Yeah. I mean, it's practically what the, uh, the microphone hanging in front of him looks mm-hmm. like. Uh-huh. Man, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Everybody's got a CB radio. So... Jack and Wang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get drawn into this this gang fight. They get they, well, they get drawn into the gang fight. They they go and they talk to to Egg. After they and, run over Lopan, yeah. Yeah, and, and Wang's dad, and they realize what's going on, and they realize that Wang's fiance has been kidnapped by this kidnapped. gang. So we okay, right. we gotta go rescue her. She's probably in the brothel. Because right. that's his, where his male order girlfriend victims often end up. And right, so right. Because the gang itself is like an offshoot of Lopan, I guess. Yeah. Or no, uh, no, they're no, not they're even not, related. Not, yeah, they're not re- really related. Lopan just has found out that they have a green-eyed Chinese girl somewhere. Because but didn't the same gang show up to his uh, wagging? Maybe. I thought those were dudes in... I think maybe, No, those are the guys from the gang fight. Yeah, I it's don't know. It's not super clear. It's, it's not the super ye- clear, yeah. The yellow bandana guys show up to help... 
no Jack way. Okay, and so, the red bandana so guys were already there. Here's the thing: right? you've got the red bandana guys and you got the yellow bandana guys. I think yep. the people that kidnapped um, that kidnapped Miao Yin were a different gang. Okay, entirely neither that runs of those the brothel. Right? Okay, the, I don't they, think they're no, affiliated no, with. They're, them. they're affiliated with the red bandanas, but, but they, they didn't know that. If they were affiliated with them, then why does Lopan's like wizard ninjas come in and burn down their brothel? Because they disgraced him by grabbing his woman. Yeah, I, I think they. I and think it was a separate third Jack game. and Wang are in there to save the day. I think what happened was that Wang saw some of these black suited guys and were like, "Ah, oh, that's the gang that I'm looking for," and that's how they got drawn into that. No, it said because because the the weird like sunglasses gang that kidnaps at the beginning. Wang, yeah, they've, when they've they, got a, spe- a, a different specific name for them. Yeah, they're like the the murder the death, death gang. Yeah, murder the murder death, 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 death gang. The lords of death. Um, but but he but Wang says when they're in the truck he's like oh the the lord the lords of death they work for the red bandanas like they 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 work hand in hand. I'm looking up the the the, the blots. Those were the right three now. dudes. I am still or unsure the why the death. wizards were kicking the red bandanas ass at one point because because the yellow wizards are awesome. <laughs> yeah, but the red bandana guys are definitely on helping them out later on. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah okay yeah I that's what yeah yeah. I don't know. It's it not looked very like they unclear. were just calling the crossfire, but they were primarily attacking the yellow bandana guys. Maybe so. I don't know. Wang, Wang and Jack get into the brothel, sure. and I love the way they sneak past the cars because Jack's just like, "All right, follow my lead," and he just grabs a telephone from that's somewhere. That's not from the brothel. That's from the high guy Lager. To get into the brothel, he takes his disguise as like a nerd. Who wants to get fucked? Oh shit! Yeah, he does. He's just like, mm, I'm a pervy American man who would like to sleep with your women. Cash or credit? Cash. It's not deductible, right? <laughs> the way this guy is, is, like, I love his impression of a creepy businessman. Yeah, and I really appreciate the way that the Chinese woman that runs the brothel has no time for his shit. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's just like, uh-huh. you know, I'm I'm sad that these pictures are in black and white because what I'm really feeling a, a hankering for it's is a, a green eyed girl. Chinese women do not come in green eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you're fucking with me. Because <laughs> I, for a fact, know that you have a green-eyed woman here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in later. Like she, she admits him back to one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And it's about at that point when the Lords of Thunder or whatever they're called, the three storms, right? Yeah. the three storms show up and it's, <laughs> start, it's, just start ripping the, the ceiling. Yeah. Off. It's, it's low pans henchmen, the ones with the back scratchers and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, their and names, the lightning. yeah, their names are thunder, rain and lightning, which yeah. like kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And they show up on a lightning bolt and steal, uh, what's her name again? Meow Yin. Yin. M- Meow Yin. Yeah. They steal <laughs> Meow Yin. It's uh, like a cat. Meow. It is. That's they, how I remember it. And she still hasn't said a single word the whole she, film. She is a blank slate. The The only thing she does is at the end of the movie, once she gets rescued, she starts making out with Wang. Yeah. That's about it. It is. She does have a couple of lines here and there, but they're mostly like, dumb white girl, we're here with David Lopan. Don't you know that? <laughs> Why are you trying to escape David Lopan? <laughs> I still can't get over David. David is the is the best part of this whole thing. <laughs> uh, so the 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 rescue doesn't go well. Uh, the no, the three storms come and 
beat the shit out of them and then just take her and, and they're out. And I love the way that like lightning guy, the way he always shows up in scenes is a bolt of lightning will come down from the sky and just like continue to electrocute the ground. So, and then he will lower himself, slide down, himself down like, like he's on a sliding pole. down yeah. on a pole with one arm just hanging out there like, all right. The other two can fly just fine. Yeah, they he, literally he just rides fly. lightning. He just no, he grabs onto it like it's a rope. I think it's yeah. just big pimping. I think yeah. it's just like Showing I can off. fly too, but also I got lightning. <laughs> but to shoot lightning, him. he has to like hand bone on his chest a couple times to build <laughs> yeah. up static. Yeah. He's like, hey, what are you gonna do? Like slide down some rain, sucker. <laughs> uh, the brothel scene is separated from the scene where Jack and Wang. Sneak into Lopan's hideout mm-hmm. by about five minutes. Right. He basically, they come back and they're like, ah, it didn't work. And then Egg, <laughs> Egg is like, try sneaking into there. this place. And he's like, yeah, well, let's let's sneak in there. And it's like, okay. I, no, I think no, he just no. says, I have an idea. And then they just run It'll off. take ping pong accuracy and like and, pure dedication. But, they're like, you ready for this? No, but, but, and this is, this is a part because Wang is, Wang specifically, he, he's got the hero moment where he's like, I don't care. I'm going to run in and save the woman. You can't stop me. Sure, and and right. then Jack's like, ah, you're not going alone. Yeah, all right, I'll go with you. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You owe me money. I'm coming with they you. They still got my truck. You know what Jack Burton always says? What does Jack Burton always say? Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm coming with you. It's like, all right, man. That does sound like, like, that's not the line, but that sounds like something you would say. His one-liners are so bad They're in this awful. movie. So then they burst in the front door of this establishment, just pretending to be, like, to on the, the night shift. Yeah. Gotta find that uh, electrical box. I'll get this fixed up right away. It's the classic case of just, like, act like you belong. I used to yeah. do shit like this when I was in high school. I would. I just enjoyed. You get into mystical Chinese conflicts with <laughs> <laughs> ancient wizards. That's right. I shot a beholder. It ran away again. Went, wait, wait, wait. No, I I enjoyed trying to sneak into places. I also had like years of my parents just being like <laughs> ethics teaching. Yeah. Me. So I would never like steal from the like. I would go in, up to the movie theater and buy my ticket. Mm-hmm. And then pocket it and try to sneak into the movie theater. <laughs> so, like, I'm not cheating them out of any money, but I'm still getting the, oh, oh it's my, my 13-year-old thrill. My heart's really pumping here. I snuck <laughs> past that guy who probably saw me and just didn't care. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. If my mom and dad show up, they might start biting me because I'm watching a movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but I used to do this kind of thing. And... Eventually, this, this is exactly how you do it, right? Just burst in the door and start talking about random shit. Well, no, the, if, if, I mean, to be fair, you can get the into a lot of... wore off because it's so easy to do. It works exactly like they do in this movie. <laughs> if you walk in and you if act like you know where you're confidence. going, uh huh. If you act like you know where you're going, you can get just about anywhere. I've walked into places before and just been like, "Yeah, I'm just using your bathroom," and just walk past them, and they're like. All right. All right. And I just go use. I've used employee only bathrooms in like a, an Arby's before because I was just like, be right back. I'm using the bathroom. And I just like walk into the employee only area, like through their cool. I did that. I do that. I did that at a Kroger once. They were out of like milk or something. Uh-huh. I used to work at Kroger, so I knew where the extra they stuff keep was. The milk. Yeah. And so I just walked in and they're like, hey, you can't be back here. And I was like, oh, I'm just grabbing milk. And I just let myself <laughs> to the back cooler, grabbed the milk, and they're like, Ugh. and I was like, yep, got it. Thanks. And I just walked out. They're like, I, huh. I guess he was just getting some milk. Okay. Well, you know what Jack Burton always says? He says, you grab that milk by the horns and you get out of there. No, that's cooler than Jack Burton would say. He would say, you know what Jack Burton always says? Milk is. Good for your bones. A good beverage. (laughs) But anyway, then they find themselves in 
an elevator. <laughs> yes. And it all goes to hell. <laughs> I love Literally, the seven hells of being tortured underwater and shit like that. I, fe- I feel like whoever wrote this movie had to have like played D&D. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels that way. Because there's so many different, like, oh, and then you press this switch and here's the secret wall. And mm-hmm. like, oh, you, you rolled well on your stealth, so you just That's make it past this... the front desk. And, yeah. And, That's like, you, get oh, here, you didn't check for traps, and so now the elevator's filling with water for... Some reason, yes. in, in like in a way that's not just the elevator, because I expected it when I, when I first saw it, I expected oh the elevator's filling with water, it's gonna try and drown them. They're gonna be able to pull open the doors and escape and be fine. Yeah. No, they no, went to the fucking they, floor of water, the <laughs> water floor. Because when they pull open those doors, it's just more underwater. water. Yep. Time to keep swimming, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic, and I, I feel like you're right about the the D and D thing because I feel like the what it is is the DM just doesn't know how to accommodate the one player that wants to just be a dumb goofball and the player that wants to take it He's very seriously, seriously yeah. and so he just kind of trying to thread that needle the entire time and then halfway through because here comes Wang and he's like all right I got my two attacks <laughs> per turn plus my attack opportunity I got my action search right, I'm gonna do a flip over here I'm gonna run past this guy I'm gonna do a freaking roller coaster loop de loop by foot. Uh-huh. Uh roll like just running a lap up around this archway. I'm gonna punch these guys and fly through the air and throw my sword through this guy's foot. And then you got the other player who's just like, I don't fucking know. I shoot him with my gun. I shoot my gun at the sky to scare them. Yeah. Uh, you fall unconscious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then halfway through the campaign, a guy with like thirty seven page backstory comes in, calls himself Egg Shin. Yeah. And he's got this like wild homebrew character. I'm an but, artificer. But he but he keeps playing so well that you're just like, you know what? Yeah, fuck sure. it. And yeah, you can do that. Throw throw those gems and explode seventeen Cause, dudes. Because when they first get in, and this is so this they come to uh Lopan's base twice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time they come and it's it's just uh, Jack and Wang. And this is the time that you're talking about when yeah. um, when they've gotten into the elevator and it gets filled up with water. And shortly thereafter, they get kidnapped yeah. or caught. And then we wind up talking to the old guy. Yeah. So Who, who we find out, this is our first glimpse at the actual Lopan. Yeah. Right. Who's not like astral projected himself out into the street. Right, right. Whatever, he right. looks like he's aged about a thousand years. He looks and, like a sin- an old, old ass body. He's he a looks corpse. like the Crypt Keeper. He looks, yeah. he looks like a ball sack. <laughs> like that's, he looks like a hairy old I'll man I'll tell you sack. what, let me tell you, I saw both my nuts in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was covered in eyes and the other one was covered in hair. <laughs> and wrinkly, wrinkly skin. Uh, but yeah, he he looks like death itself, not in like a cool like oh here comes death with his scythe, but just like yeah, there's a dead guy in a wheelchair they're moving around. <laughs> He's been as a cursed character. to exist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And suddenly our badass wizards with these giant ass hats they take all those off and like oh we're in suits now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I we're gonna it. roll you around in wheelchairs. I love thunder, lightning, and rain in their yeah. suits. Like they, 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 it looks so wrong, but it also looks so right. Like they like, really pull it off. It it feels. It feels like they were with Lopan from the beginning as well. Yeah. And they've like kind of joined him in his journey to figure out an undoing of the curse. Right, right, right. right. And so they've got their traditional garb whenever they're lightning warping around. Mm. But when it comes time for living in like for their day job, sitting on couches, (laughs) they're like, well, I don't want to wear my giant straw hat to watch TV. I guess (laughs) guess I'll wear a suit now. (laughs) Yeah. 
But anyway, Jack and Jack and uh, Wang get captured, and mm-hmm. Gracie and her reporter friend and her lawyer friend, who is also there. No, he's not a lawyer. He's just the other Asian guy that's in the movie. They all show up to try to rescue them, and it's this entire bumblefuck like run away from bad guys for like twenty minutes that they just escape. Jack Barrett gets yakety sacks in the background. Yeah, it, that's essentially what it is the entire time. Because like Jack is at one point rolling down a, a giant long hallway in a wheelchair towards a bottomless pit. I guess yeah for they, feeding the dead body yeah yeah they they get captured as well and put into mm-hmm. the jail cells and then they all escape just no through. no jack and jack and wang oh, like jack out, yeah. jack tips his wheelchair over and that's enough to get himself out of his restraints right right because he's got a like, knife in his boot this is where wang stops sandbagging and suddenly becomes a kung fu master <laughs> oh, yeah. right right he's like oh yeah i have all these feats how do i use them <laughs> um they 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 escape and then they make their way down to the prison cells where their friends are hiding, as well as just a bunch of other, like, I guess the other, There's like, the girl squad. The brothel, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And they rescue all of them. After they beat the shit out of the girl squad. Yeah, they beat the shit out of the girl, <laughs> out, out of the, the girl, like, prisoner yeah, the, guards. The, the armed guards that are all the way. Because if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to have women from <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, this is how you do girl power. You gotta have uh, you gotta have lady guards. That's <laughs> yeah. the rule. Make sure they treat <laughs> him right. You would expect Wang to run in there and like have trouble fighting him, but he runs in there like, nah, equal rights, equal lefts, bitch, and just starts <laughs> wailing on him. One, two, down you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Crashing <laughs> through railings, falling into bottomless pits. <laughs> they, yep. they, they rescue all the girls, and then on the way out, Jack and uh, and Grace Gracie have their little have moment. their have their like. Oh, we've just both jumped. <laughs> I'm so into glad pool to together. be alive. In, mm, in, in, my my white tank tops showing off my bulging muscles. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not wearing a bra underneath this shirt. <laughs> I uh, can tell. Uh, you keep then, grinding against me. All right, well, we we better get out of here. <laughs> all right. We're, we're, the, we're the two take charge people. I'll take the lead. You follow up on the rear. And so Gracie's following up on the back. And it's just out of a Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, yeah. There's a statue there. And the eyes disappear. And in come these big old beady yellow eyes. <laughs> just looking left and right. Uh-huh. Yep. And Gracie falls for it. It opens up and she's like, what's in here? They're trying <laughs> to escape the evil sorcerer's base. Who they've seen do magic. She hasn't seen do magic. No, but she believes it more than Kurt Russell does. She's like, oh, it's low pan. How do you not know? I've been trying to get reporters to hear this story forever. I I felt like that was, like, she's onto his, like, legitimate side. She saw the giant green explosion from the whorehouse. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, She was out there in the car. Yeah. The lightning strikes. (laughs) Maybe she was just taking a nap in the car. You're skipping over the random ass part where they all wind up swimming through that tunnel. Yeah. Yet not actually getting out anywhere. That was just part of the escape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They had to, they, they, as they were escaping, they, they es- had, they, they escape had- through a pool into the sewer system, immediately climb up a ladder and are right back inside of the building yeah. that they were trying to get out of. Yeah. Well, cause they jumped into the sewers and then went 30 feet and then came back up well, out the, of exactly. the sewers. The guards didn't know where they would come out after that's that. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this complex is apparently as big as seven football fields. Yeah. It's enormous. Well, he's a very, he's been alive for thousands of years. Man. I just love. I just love that because Gracie has not been a stupid character. She's yeah. been someone who's like, okay, we're. Gonna, she's been very take charge. She's been very like, I'm going to organize people to come solve this issue. Right, like, right. She's she's been more on the team of let's stop Lopan and rescue these people than Kurt Russell's been because yeah. Kurt Russell's just been like, ah, I got to get my truck back. Uh huh. Gracie's been like, no, nah, we got to take this motherfucker down. <laughs> and yet, when it comes time for like, ooh, a creepy door just opened next to me as we're all. 
walking out the, the door is like three feet in front of me <laughs> and we're walking out of it but yeah, ah, I better I, check out this uh, weird check. secret passage that she's just opened up. She's established that her character sticks her nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah, she has, <laughs> and so she sticks her nose where she shouldn't belong. And lo and behold, the bastard child of the Predator and Chewbacca's waiting <laughs> on the other side to just pick her up and jump down a hole to chain her up for Lopan to come and find. <laughs> oh, and we should we should also establish that despite rescuing like thirty people from Lopan's dungeons. They have not found Wang's fiance, who no, they, came, who they yeah. initially came here to save. Right, she's she, just floating in the middle of some creepy white chamber that you can like, evidently only reach by walking through the wall. No, there was <laughs> a secret ladder yeah, they opened. There's, up. there's a door. It later. happens later. Yeah, but for the moment, he's just going. Yeah. Well, that's because he doesn't need doors where he's going. <laughs> he's a ghost, and he's got to do creepy ghost things, like going and trying to feel her up with his creepy ghost hands. <laughs> oh no, it passes through her chest. <laughs> Which I know he's got the curse of no flesh. But, like, he has a literal, like, old, creepy old man body. He's trying to feel up Kim Cattrall later in the movie. So, like, he has erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Thousands of years so worth of erectile shriveled. dysfunction. It's the a, curse it's of no flesh. It's just, no, it's a Low raisin. It's a, it's a raisin on top of two watermelons because those are just so <laughs> swollen and angry. Oh, God. You know what happens to men of that age? <laughs> I don't. I've yeah, seen mummies that age. He has to like pull his balls up and to, and to like loop them around his legs so he doesn't lose them because it's so long at this point. <laughs> so so they've, they've escaped with everybody except for Wang's fiance and right. now Gracie who went and got herself captured by right. Oranga. A ring of monster, whatever right. it is. Bigfoot's ugly cousin. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where they go and they talk to Egg again. Right. More exposition. <laughs> More, yeah. And just, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. He's trying to marry her so that he can break his curse. He needs a green-eyed girl, but clearly he's taking both of them because he can marry both of them. Right. And, that, and that's something else that we saw once once Chewbacca Bastard stole Gracie. He Lopin does this comes like, down to meet her and he's like, oh, what does this mean? A white girl with green eyes. They mm-hmm. couldn't have white, green eyes too? Well, hot I mean, damn. That thought had never occurred to mm-hmm. me. Guess I'll go for a twofer. <laughs> yeah. So he does this weird like ritual with the two of them to like make sure they're the one, yeah, I guess. Because the ritual is st- starting at the same time that the... Uh, that the posse is the coming back. The ritual of the strain. flaming sword. Right. Grasp the blurning blade and tame the savage heart. After the, my the wizard blurning dance. Blade. The blurning blade. They're, they're, he's doing the ritual of the blurning blade <laughs> while our crew is sneaking its way back in through the sewers. Right, right. Because at this point, it's not just Wang and uh, Jack anymore. We've got it's Egg also, Shen. We've got Egg Shen. And their whole crew and of a bunch, And a bunch of uh, yellow headbands yeah, who yeah. are the good, the good martial artists. And also the disposable henchmen. Like, no, they right. will die en masse and we will not miss them. I don't even know if they had introduced them coming back yet. I think they just have right in the middle of all this, this one continuous scene where you got the, the wizards are dancing around and they're floating in the sky and tickling the ball. <laughs> and <laughs> now we're back to, and we're collecting our gear for the rescue. Right, right. Oh, oh, oh you're talking all, about yeah. the, the ritual of the burning blades. That ha- You're saying that happens before the rescue team comes I in. think so. Because I guess he's testing their, their like, marriage eligibility. Right. He's if they didn't their... do that, he wouldn't marry one of them. Mm, yeah, if they he... cannot pass the trial of the Blurning Blaze, then <laughs> they will not be able to tame the men and the beast within. <laughs> right, Or exactly. whatever. Whatever. The, there's some prophecy, and he he's, spouts it off. He's got to gotta have them, like, meet certain qualifications. And because yeah. they both do, he's like, okay, I'm going to marry. I have to marry and kill one of you, but I can marry and bang the well, other one. Well, and it's the fact that, okay, so the green-eyed lady's coming, and it's the fact that they both pass. Right, right, right. yeah. Because he was testing both of them. It gives him a new they, opportunity. 
now. Right. Yeah. Now, okay, now he's... Which is a weird prophecy. <laughs> it's a weird prophecy when it's so vague that it's just like, anybody with green eyes could have done this. Well, he's I mean, sa- he has said that... It hasn't worked out before. Like, he's found green-eyed yeah, but women what before. what makes Gracie so special? She's she a chosen got, one. Yeah, she, she can got, tame the dragon. There can't be two chosen ones. That's the chosen ta- two. They're the chosen two. That's weird. That when you're playing weird. D&D, the whole party is a collective chosen one. Yeah. I'm more upset that uh, that the fiancé lady is part of, is part of, was one of the chosen ones. It would have been hilarious. Because she's not an was... actual character. She <laughs> right. just shows up. She's and... an NPC. Yeah. It would have been she's hilarious. She's a blank of like, wood. No, think... she doesn't do anything. She's, she doesn't pass the test, so it's just Gracie. Well, she's at least said a word in the weird white room scene. I think she said, yes. yes. Resume, <laughs> yeah. Resumes passing that out. Not she, count. When she's resisting him later are her only consistent lines. When she's like, no, I belong to Wayne. <laughs> I'll let you belong to some way. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of girl. <laughs> but anyway, the the Calvary has been whipped up. Mm-hmm. Um, Egg has gone and gotten his magic flashlight and his gourd, and apparently he's ready to go. And some marbles. They right. have he introduced. Will, he will do magic with these marbles. They yeah. have introduced the the posse of not very important goons that right. are on their side. So they open up uh, Egg's like weird Batman pole that leads down into the earth right. where they can have this tunnel that that and, and i love this mystical nowhere because it's basically like it's the equivalent of like over these past few years i've just i've dug a tunnel into his basement yeah. <laughs> right because it's just it goes directly from egg's basement you walk a little bit and, and now you're up in the uh, low pans basement i like to think that there's some sort of like mystical like connection to this place that they just yeah. don't bother to explain to jack like they're actually going through some kind of netherworld portal yeah. to get there because well, he calls it he's like the black blood of the earth or something like that yeah, right something like that steam coming out of this weird right. river there's a the giant like sewer. cricket demon monster that comes out of the wall and eats a dude it feels it feels like it's supposed to have like a bit of a supernatural element to it. It's <laughs> oh, not yeah. supernatural. It's like, not just the sewers in LA. <laughs> right, exactly. No, it's As it's, far as I know. I, I haven't been in the sewers of LA. <laughs> Maybe the you know, New York's got the rat kings and the giant cro- yeah. alligators and right, stuff. Right. Maybe LA's got giant cricket Maybe monsters. Maybe it's just like in the this under little shrimp. Like everywhere else. They're overgrown crawdads. That, there that's you go, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, so this is where we first run into the uh, the pot of gr- the floating pot of greed. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and he runs around and is like, ah, oh, I see you. And which is so <laughs> weird. It's so weird that one of the story beats is our heroes sneak into the castle, and Lopan knows about it. He just is like, oh, hi guys. Yeah, and that's it. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you all suck. I'm already marrying this broad. <laughs> that's right. I I I like it because it's so silly. Like it just fits with the general vibe of this movie to just be like, all right, and then this weird eyeball monster comes out of nowhere. And it's like, ah, I see you now. And then Kurt Russell, and then Kurt Russell shoots it. He's like, yeah, I figured I'd try, and it, and it <laughs> runs all, away. I love that they all look at him like, you dumbass. Why did you bother to shoot that thing? Even though it clearly, it clearly wounded him. Yeah. 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 You never know until you try. Yeah, exactly. Then they're just like, come on. That's not how you do it. That's not how we roll, Jack Burton. we got to be all serious. They, they get up, and they stop the bar first, because mm-hmm. Eggshen has brought his gourd of magic liquid, mm-hmm. which... We'll let them shake the pillars of the earth. I guess. And and later on in the elevator, Jack Burton, you know, Kurt Russell, he says, like, oh, man, after drinking that, pff, man, I, I kind of feel invincible. Yeah, I don't I really, feel scared anymore. But, and Here's the, okay, but wait, we don't we get know there. what's actually happening, what yeah, it yeah. actually does. We know. Because Egg Shen just says, like, 
What he's like, it makes you feel tingly. Yeah. Or something it makes like. you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the way that that uh, Wang gets him to to take it because they've been doing these like mystical bullshits the entire uh-huh. time, and then he's like, "No, Jack, it'll let you let you feel the wings of freedom, and it'll it'll let freedom. you it'll, <laughs> freedom. It'll make you feel Marco. like these colors don't run. The red in your blood will become the red in the flag." And he's the like, "The red, white, and blue, Jack. It's the red, white, and blue." <laughs> and he's like, "When you say it like that, I can't refuse." You know, Hold the, the hammer of, and sickle. May the may the wings of freedom never lose a feather and just chugs it back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, everything oh, about this movie is just hilarious. And they're sipping on this brew while, in the meantime, Lopan is starting, straight up marrying him. The ancient to, well, evil food court. Yes, <laughs> enter the mall. Neon lit mall <laughs> food court with an escalator and everything. It's perfect. <clears throat> it's fantastic. They're having the the marriage ceremony, which. Involves him like pricking their wrists mm-hmm. to get blood, and then like he'll prick his own. It, it, it it's mystic, right? right, there, right. There's yeah. some magic element happening here. It's not your tra- like. There's no veil and gown, nothing like that. He's doing some sorcery shit. Right, right. And this is when the crew busts in. And they're like, hey, "Little Pan, stop that shit. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> kick your ass." Yep. And they just and start then, throwing explosive well, gems and kicking ass. Egg was first like, no, let him become mortal first. And then Wang is like, it'll be too late then. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> he's been married. Too late? Yeah, he's married her. He's like, yeah, she's but, ruined then. If the uh, ritual okay. involved like stabbing the women through the heart and then drinking from the hypodermic then, needle, then yeah. yes, it would be, it's uh, more it would like be too late in a very important way. To where right, they right. don't want to waste the good blood. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Wang's just like, all right, I'm getting into it. And you're talking about how Wang like... Unlocked his protagonist yeah. powers. <laughs> this man is doing flips. It goes this straight up, man, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. He runs. It, he it runs does. around an arch like he's fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. He does. It's doesn't great. do anything with. It. He's just showing the dude that he can. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and let's talk about how cool Kurt Russell is in this fight. Yeah. He starts off by doing the classic, like shooting the gun in the air just uh-huh. to prove you're here and uh, make a statement and the, he shoots a brick out of the ceiling which and falls on his head and knocks him unconscious <laughs> yep. for it's like amazing. the first third of the fight he's just unconscious on the ground and then and then who's coming up to fight him not one not Lopan not one of the uh, the three storms rain thunder or lightning it's just a no. dude <laughs> just one of the it's, it's a henchman with. he's got some cool armor lightning showed up first to fight him and the dude with the like egg threw one of his magic grenade crystals yeah. at him and blew him out of yep. the fight yep and so so Kurt Russell's like he's, he's gotta fight a dude <laughs> and so he pulls out his heel knife and stabs him and then he gets stuck, stuck underneath his underneath heavy body to the floor it's like ah oh, shit come on oh man <laughs> He does so bad in this fight. And it's hilarious. But that's what makes him the best. Even he is just like, ah, 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 ah. Come, come on, There's man. Me, I'm missing everything. Something cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I half expected him to be like, hey, any of y'all see my truck? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but this fight is is crazy. It's like, fun. It's got everything. I love the moment where like uh, Egg Shin and Lo Pan like you do call like, out their stand. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They fire their fingernail beams at each other, and in the middle where they meet, there's not like the usual Kamehameha beam struggle going on. Instead, there's these two mystical warriors in this world, like in the lamest fight ever, that are just barely so motion, each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it's great. My Schwartz is bigger than your Schwartz. Uh huh. And they just kind of duke it out, and then Lopez stop. playing it like a video game with his thumbs, where it is. Egg has like a crystal held back, like <laughs> And they just kind of end, but it, even though it just ends, Lopez is like, "Ha ha! You thought you could defeat me with you, your powers, you but could you never so defeat me, even though it was clearly a draw." But right. I guess that doesn't count as a win. <laughs> right, right, right. We also got to talk about the deaths of so I. The fight goes on, and then yeah. Lopan is like, ah, I'm going to escape to the back room because mm-hmm. I'm mortal now. He, he, he. Yeah. And I'm bringing my bride with me. Yeah. And so the 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 gang has got to go find him, but the three storms are in the way. So we got to talk about the deaths of the three storms. Right. The first one to die is Rain. Yeah. That's in a one-on-one duel with Wang. Mm-hmm. And Wang just, like you were saying, Caleb, this is when they're doing all their crouching tiger hidden dragon. Right. Just flipping and jumping everywhere. For Jump. some reason, we can only clash swords in midair about 20 <laughs> Just feet like high. Lying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it's it's classic. Like, What's that kind of like rope? Wuja. Wuja. It's classic Wuja fighting. Yeah, yeah. Which is only happening here. Okay, wait, not, wait. It's classic in that it is bad Wuja fighting. It's classic <laughs> campy Wuja fighting. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, they go back and forth for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then as Rain is just jumping over him... Uh, what's his name? Wang. Uh, Wang. Wang. Just kind of turns around and goes, meow, and just stabs him in the chest. And he just flies I think, over. I think and- Wang was setting him up like in a false sense of security. Like he's like, he'll jump up too and do the sword fight because he dig it every time with me. Mm-hmm. This time he just stays on the ground, just pokes him when he flies over. <laughs> It's so you good. broke the cardinal rule. We can and only then, clash in the air. As soon as he lands, he he explodes like a guided missile. Right. <laughs> yeah, into that Booga statue. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The second the second one is Thunder. Now this is the dude who's the big beefy right. guy. He's yeah. the one who's been like, his he's power the is expanding. Of the we, we will have to get to Lopan's death because it's one of the funniest things in the yeah. movie. But let's talk about Thunder's death, which happens afterwards. He's seen that his master is dead, yep. and he just gets so angry <laughs> that steam literally starts popping out of his ears, and he just blows up like a balloon. It's the it's the it's what's it's like the move that Cell does at the end of the Cell game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Which exactly like, that. Eh, screw all you guys. I'll just blow myself. I'll just blow. All of us up then. Right. Arr. Yeah. And I love it because it just gets progressively more gross and crazy looking. And every time you think it's done, you're like, it, it, it comes and back to And now his shoes pop off. Yeah. Right? And now he's just literally a round human and screaming. Steam, and steam is spewing out of his mm-hmm. nose because he's so full and inflated. And then he just explodes he in just a big thing of up. green goo. So let, let's talk about Lopan first, and then we'll talk about Lightning's death. I kind of just want to do Lightning's death. Sure, it's, okay. it's hilarious. Lightning's death is short. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning's death, the crew, again, this is Lightning dies third well, of, of Speaking the of uh, Dragon Ball Z, he's like a, a Saiyan who just spends way too long. Charging. Screaming, yeah. charging up. And yet, for some reason, all of his Kamehameha's just go completely wide. That's right, like, he yeah. can't hit shit. He's not even trying. He's To me, he's clearly, like, showing off, like, yeah. ha look at how much awesome lightning I can do. Well, he, he enjoys he so the shit. He melts the ceiling uh-huh. at one point, and it, like, falls behind him in this fiery, Looks melty super mess. super cool, yeah. Looks super cool. And the rest of the crew is just like, right. well, shit, we don't want to fight that. And so they yeah. just hop up out of the Jump hole. through a hole that happens to be above their head. 12 yeah. feet high. So, I'm guessing from the magic potion or whatever, let them have the hop. It's been established earlier in the movie that, the, that Lopan's base is underground. Sure. Like they take yeah, the yeah. elevator and it goes lower and lower and lower and lower. So right. as they're trying to make their way back out, they're having to go up, right? Yeah. So as they're running away from lightning, you know, they, they've rescued everybody. They've killed Lopan, which we'll get back to in yeah. just a second. 
lightning's coming after me. He's firing off his lightning bolts everywhere. They're trying to make their way back up. And so they're jumping up through a hole in the floor Mm -hmm. that they had made earlier on the Mm -hmm. way in. And so they jump up to the second floor. And then they jump up from that to the third floor. And here comes lightning. And he's doing his, like, he's, like, just rising on a, you know, they've been, like, struggling to, like, oh, you know, we got to make this nine-foot vertical leap. (laughs) And lightning's just, like, slowly and very menacingly riding up on his pole of lightning. Just floating up to them, lightning crackling in there. And Egg Shen's just at the top. He's like, all right, get up here. Get out of the way. And as soon as Kurt Russell comes back up, he's like, all right, here we go. Hold just, on, hold this. And he just yeah. drops a big old Buddha statue down the hole yeah. and just cracks him on the head and yep. he's dead. He, he's, and that's it. He's dead. explodes. The coolest of the three. This is not his first roadie. Firing off lightning bolts left and right. And he just, he gets the classic. like Bonk. It's like a cat pushed a pot off the countertop yeah. and it's just a, bonged this dude on the head. It's a Looney Tunes anvil. It That's really what it is. is. It really is. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we yeah. got it. We got to go back to, to, to Lopan's, Lopan's death. Yeah. And Brian, we've all taken a turn talking about it. I want you to set us up here. What's going on? How does Lopan die? So, on the way to Lopan, you've got Jack and what uh, Gracie. Yeah. Just like. For some reason, he is, I guess it's from his magic potion, like, just has him, he just like, feels ready, good, to go, ready to like, go. He is eye-fucking the shit out of her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, I have not been able to touch a boob in 3,000 like, years. He's like, I can, no, not him. Uh, he's talking about Jack Burton. Jack Burton's uh, magic potion. Jack yeah. Burton's like, I have not been able to touch a boob in 3,000, no. Sorry, go <laughs> Like, ahead. he's looking at her like I he mean, can see through her clothes. And I she's believe- like, is this really happening? And they just start making out. He, he comes out no for his, like, yeah. He comes out giving his scene, like, an- another one of his big speeches, but he's covering lipstick now. <laughs> no one says anything about it except for her. Uh, but they find Lopan like just yeah. as he's about to like drag mm-hmm. drag Meow away. And the best part is like all Jack, like Gracie's like, I hope you brought a gun. He's like, I got a I got a knife. Yeah. And Don't worry, he, I can do anything. That's right. And so they run up on on uh, Lopan, and he, you know, Lopan's like, I have the girl. You can't defeat well, me now. And at this point, he's mortal again. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's back in his sorcerer body, right? Yeah, exactly. He's got magic. We've he's seen him do magic and stuff. He's not they never showed what happened to his old man body. I mean, I think he just like they merge essentially. Okay, I that's he like guess. astral yeah. projected from that, right? Sure. But so like Jack runs up on them, and just, the, the wizard's just like, "All right, I'm going to push Mal Yen. What you going to do about it? I'm an ancient motherfucking wizard. What do you got? You got a knife? Throw it!" And Jack throws it, it and just whiffs. whiffs yeah, it is. Whiffs. He's like. Fuck. Six yards, and he has this <laughs> moment of just like complete defeat, where you're just like, "Oh shit, I just fucked up in front of the girl that I like." Like, yeah. it's this perfect moment of like not. W- he finally gets to do things. something it's heroic. Like, uh huh. It's just like, oh man. And then this incredibly powerful sorcerer <laughs> picks the knife up. This is a this good, is a knife. very good knife. What happened to your lasers and lightning and <laughs> Maybe shit? Maybe he can't now. That he's he's making a point, Caleb. Yeah, he's yeah. making a point. It's a power move. Exactly. So he throws it back at Jack. Jack catches it out of the air and swings it like a microsecond. Exactly. Instantly just buries it hilt deep in dude's forehead. Saw in the reflexes. The second one. The second throws on point. And you would think that Lopan would get like some kind of dying speech because he's some kind of ancient sorcerer. Like, oh, you've stabbed me, but because I am a sorcerer, I can talk for three minutes as I die. Nope. Just (laughs) bam, dead. Keels over. Like he just boom, gone. Got him on the rebound. Yeah. (laughs) This. if any of you guys have seen The Rock, I know we watched it for mm-hmm. one yeah. of our uh, one of our podcasts before. There's a scene in it that this reminds me of, where a bad guy throws a grenade at Nick Cage, and Nick Cage just looks at him, and he's like, ah, and he picks it up and just chucks <laughs> it back at the bad guy, and it's, it has that same feel of like. 
it's such an authentic thing. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't between Jack and this sorcerer dude, you'd think that that was unscripted, right? Yeah. It's just such a natural thing to just, mm-hmm. yeah, he threw a knife at me. I'll throw it back. Right? It's just, it's funny. And uh, this is the level of, like, this is the peak humor. This is the kind of humor that's yeah. throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie. And oh, it's yeah, just for so sure. funny. The movie ends with, you know, our, the crew has escaped. Yeah, they uh, all kind of just. Wang like, and his fiance are reunited. They're right. making out in the truck on the way back home. Mm-hmm. And Having a ja- celebration party. Like yeah, that. and as Jack's out the door with his cash, about to get back in his big rig, which they also rescued as, right, right. as they're running yeah. away, you know, Gra- the, he and Gracie are talking. They're, they're, they're talking back and forth about how, oh, they might get together, they he's, might not. He's trying to have a, like, a Han Solo, I love you, I know, yeah. type of moment, and he, mm. but he just ends up walking out without the yeah. girl. Yeah. And, and then, Are you going to give her a kiss goodbye? No. Nah. They no. just would jets. And then he great. just leaves, and, and he, he's, he leaves talking on the CB radio again, doing the classic, like, Ah, well, we're back in the Pork Chop Express, and let me tell you... When the pillars of Earth are shaking, and the heavens are falling on you, and the crystals are raining and bombs, you know what you do? You just look back at him and go, give me your best shot. (laughs) Pow. And then it pans to the back of his truck, and the orangutan monster, like, pokes (laughs) his head up, and he's like, gives the thumb up to the camera, like, yeah, I'm here too, I'm gonna get him. And then it just, 80s rock music starts playing, and here's the credits. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's it's so much fun. Um, you want to give your final thoughts, Josh? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to on the rewatch. Like I knew it's a fun movie, but man, this movie's better sober than drunk. Like <laughs> just be- just because you're able to pick up on the campiness ab- about yeah. it more. Like it's just it's just so much fun. My least favorite part of the movie is the nutsack looking, <laughs> pot agreed ass looking little <laughs> beholder. It, it it's weird. And it's it's almost just there as like a throwaway, but it stands out like as a throwaway gag because it's only yeah. in two scenes and it gets like dealt with very quickly. In both. I mean, the orangutan guys only in two scenes. It's like they just same thing. They made this stuff for something else, but they that movie got canceled. So but like, it, let's make use of this. It feels, despite it, this movie being about like ancient sorcerers and magic and stuff like that, these monsters feel like just kind of out of left field. I think and they called him a sager. Yeah, he did at one point. point, Yeah, it might have just been the subtitle. That is not a satyr. It's so weird. Uh, My favorite part is is the campy humor throughout the entire thing. Uh, I just I love how it feels genuine. Like, and I that's a weird thing to say about it, I guess. But like the humor feels in a way where like when you're in the middle of an action, like something intense is happening to you, you're not going to have the perfect one-liner all the time. No, yeah. And even if you're trying to be the cool guy looking tough in front of your gal, it's going to come out like like the way that Jack Burton comes out a couple times where Mm -hmm. he's just like, hey, you, I'm going (laughs) to... Son of a bitch must pay. (laughs) Yeah. That was tough, right? It's just, it's, it's such authentic comedy and such like a fun adventure movie. Um... And I just I, I enjoy watching this every time I see it, which has been twice so far. But I'd like to see it again, so I'll give it a four out of five uh, nut sacks. <laughs> All right, Caleb. This movie is an immense amount of fun, but I think my least favorite thing about it is that none of the characters experience a whole lot of development. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they don't. They're all because it's campy. They're kind of. Like there's such extreme portrayals of ideas that there you can't really be very dynamic right. in that context. And that's where the movie seems like it doesn't just have a lot of depth to it. And 
that's forgivable. I enjoyed it thoroughly. My favorite thing is probably the way that they executed Jake's character because he's this cowboy, but he's a trucker. Mm -hmm. His horse is his truck. Mm -hmm. He's even carrying saddlebags at Mm -hmm. one point. Yeah. And yet he's still this bumbling buffoon who is, it's just very well executed. They even at one point, they offer him like the big old, like the big iron, the revolver. And he's like, yeah, I'll stick with the Uzi. Thanks. He even like essentially rides off into the sunset at the end. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie is thoroughly enjoyable, although it doesn't have a whole lot of depth. No. As such, I'll give it a... Four gourds full of testosterone out of five. (laughs) Uh, There's not a lot about this movie I can think of that I don't like. The only thing that I would change that I've consistently thought about since the first time I saw it was the first scene where they're talking about like it's a story from before mm-hmm. where they're like you leave jack Byrne alone he's a he's a good man full of courage like i i don't think they needed that scene well and they don't really put an end cap to no that. they don't i feel like you that's there to just we didn't even we didn't even talk about that we, so at the very really. beginning of the movie yeah. egg shen is talking to the police and the police yeah. is like oh, where's jack burton we we know that fireball that giant green fireball was his doing you could be defending a very dangerous man i i feel like that's for people who had no idea what they were going into to begin with because like if you don't know anything about this movie to start with having him show up and be like this entire building exploded this wealthy man david lopan is dead and egg shin you say you can do magic and then egg just like hands up puts up his hands and like boom lightning bitch i think we've got all that from like jack's point of view from the because he's like the straight man coming into this sure yeah I just I I appreciate it for the sake of like giving you a quick like okay here's what you're in for yeah. I know we're gonna be talking about doing a bunch of silly gambling and shit soon but hey well, you know here's some lightning yeah so that's maybe the only thing I don't like about I obviously my favorite part is if not set stuff then Jack because Jack is just he's a goofball he doesn't really save a lot of people but no. he does just enough to feel like he should be there mm. he got he he is the sidekick because yeah. yeah he doesn't do any of the saving he doesn't no. take out any of the major bag well he he's does the take bar. out no pan but right but that's almost accidental it really yeah. is he and, rolled a twingy when he normally doesn't but, right but his role is he's the guy that's like you know yeah i'll tag along and help you out yeah right? exactly which is the sidekick role yeah. exactly yeah but um I would really like to see other movies in this universe. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see him in a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> so overall, uh, four and a half out of five uh, fuckets. Right. <laughs> um, I, I love this movie. It's such a blast every time I watch it. I, I enjoy it more every time I see it, I think. Um, everything about it is just silly and fun and whimsical and just so freaking funny. Uh, my least favorite thing about this movie is that it didn't spawn like a dozen sequels yeah. that were all exactly like this because it should have. It really mm-hmm. deserved to. Um, my, my favorite thing about this the movie, though, is Jack. Jack is hilarious the entire way through, and that's a part of why I wanted to pick this for my Kurt Russell movie is yeah. because I think that this is just, to me at least, an iconic Kurt Russell uh, mm-hmm. role because it's fe- it feels like he's making fun of so many of the other action hero roles Of, like, he the does. Bruce Willis's right, and the, the Rambo. Well, yeah. Not even that, but even, like, his his role in, like, uh, Escape from New York yeah. or, or uh, The Thing of just, like, this super awesome tough like, guy. Cynical, yeah, like, cynical, the, the grizzled, talk, yeah, the, the grizzled, grizzled badass that is is always there with the one liner. He's making fun of that entire mm-hmm. thing and doing it so well, mm-hmm. and it's just a blast to see. Yeah. Um. So I am going to give this movie uh, a 
a generous four out of five um, ridiculous Chinese mystic lore that doesn't make any damn sense at all. <laughs> it's it's so much fun that it overcomes the obviously flawed and not great story. I'll tell you what, if you want to see something else that's uh, hilarious flawed. despite the obvious flaws, <laughs> you can listen to more of our podcasts. They're available on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch next. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you giving us a follow on Spotify or sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 